0: You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums Podcast, the home of Scottish Football Banter. Welcome to
1: this week's episode of the Scottish Football Forums Podcast, season 8, episode 37. Um, I noticed last week that we posted that it was episode 46. But no, we've not done that many yet. How you doing, John?
0: Yeah, good. From a non-football perspective, good weekends. From a football perspective, um, let's not go there. I I was going to call
1: it a Scotland special, but I think it's more
0: Scotland something else. that. Uh, well, it was a special something. It's an S.
1: Um,
0: yeah. Scot- Scotland yeah. special brew.
1: Aye. Um, we'll try to reduce the podcast in terms of time. This one might last about five minutes. We'll just say Scotland, were the end? <laughs> Just leave us at that
0: or shall we dissect it? Yeah as, well, as much as we went to avoid talking about it um, unfortunately we're a talking point for all the wrong reasons you know, we talked a bit about how much we needed six points in these two games um, because we're facing the bottom two um, seats in the group um, albeit both away from home we still f- thought that there's a possibility we could come away with six points and ten minutes into um, Kazakhstan, that hope went completely out the window.
1: Yes, uh, I mean I I, I spoke about last week about obviously how excited I was about these two games. Um, no, I, I mean I I touched on it last week that even you know, myself I used to go all the games at home, the odd game away, away, but even I'm like to by it. So if you think about the the even more fair weather fans than me. Uh,
0: they've just given up in national football. Yeah, it's <laughs> <to be honest. laughs> yeah, it's a it's a sad trait um, that that's where some people are at, but um, it's also kind of understandable as well because um, you know the ap- there is so much apathy in the, the national team, um, and ironically, I think it's next week is ten years since uh, the Gate scenario, um, and you know over these last ten years, it's just been. Bad headline after bad headline, bad result after bad result. And just, I mean, when they saw the team on Thursday, I thought it actually looked not too bad. Um, But after 10 minutes, it was blatantly obvious that it wasn't going to work. Because there was a... You thought when you looked at the team that maybe Cal McGregor would be the one sitting. um, Or McGinn. And there's that bad feedback. Yep, that's the way this podcast is going. Um, so, but none of them. But no one really sat in the middle of the park. Um, and Kazakhstan caught you know caught us with a long ball for the first goal. Um, Defence is static. Um, then the second goal, a lovely reverse pass, um, which Shinny doesn't defend well. And we'll come on to him a bit more later. Um, but Scott Baines also not cover himself with glory. He's too slow off his line. And uh, then they nick in to get the second goal. But even at 2-0, you think, well, let's just try and get back in the game, you know, get a wee bit of tempo going and force the issue. But it was just so lethargic. I mean, Oli Burke had a couple of little runs and cutbacks didn't come to us, but at least he looked as though he was going to be promising. But everything just appeared. There was a lack of ideas. There was a lack of belief. There was a lack of passion. And I think that was the most galling thing about that that first half, and then the second did not start well. So again, thinking, and at half time, come on out and let's do something this second. I have to get back in the game. Five minutes in, suddenly it's a man run. McKenna's beaten two; he's on the air, and it's three nil. And well, they didn't have much belief at two 0 down. They had zero belief at at um 3 0 and they were just never gonna get back in it was game over and I don't remember much about the rest of the game but um it was really poor to say the least.
1: Ah I mean it you touch on it, I mean you look at a line up it looks kinda of fairly decent, you think, probably enough to get a result over there. Positive result. But yeah, maybe as the kind of game develops, the fact of not having a holding midfielder in there um probably in hindsight not a good thing I know McGregor and Armstrong play together at the Celtic but I think maybe at international level there's maybe a bit, bit, a bit much of a muchness. Um he may be playing one or the other and I'll be honest But McGinn I think McGinn's one of those midfielders that's just like in a kind of head down doesn't he? like what he's doing type of midfielder mm-hmm. um, he is good don't wrong. I think he was, pretty, he was obviously good in Scottish football but at international level I don't know Whereas you've got McTominay, and I know he's an adult in an out of my new team. But when he is playing and playing recently, obviously the PSG game's probably one that a particular highlight where he's done a great job over there. Um asked to play player role, a disciplined role, and does it. You put him in there. I think you do need a holding midfielder, especially in the of football. I think you just need someone that's gonna just keep things like neat, tidy and disrupt the other team. You don't have that with those three in midfield, um, up front uh, just devoid of ideas. Yeah. Defensively, I know Reid I mean, Sherry's. I think, almost become a bit of a scapegoat. to be. I, mean, I, I know he's not maybe played well, but he's not played left-back much. No. Power's played left-back for Sheffield Wednesday, I believe, recently. Why not have him at left-back? Odorah at right-back. To be fair to Shirey, though, he's put his hands up and said, I've had a mayor. Yeah, Yankees, one of the few that's actually come out and said, yeah, was shocking. Mm-hmm. Maybe the players need to look at themselves a bit more. You can talk about management, but there's also a responsibility in the park when things aren't going well. Where's your leader that's basically bollocking the rest of the players to say, right, get it get it sorted. We don't have that. Yeah. But, uh, McKenna, maybe. Like McKenna, obviously, was captain at one point for a couple of games. I think McKenna potentially would be a really very good leader. He certainly kind of talks a lot through the Aberdeen games. And would you mess with McKenna if he was telling you what to do? Um, I certainly wouldn't. Um, McGregor is captain. I mean, is he... I think he's maybe captain Celtic maybe once or twice maybe. I know the whole idea is maybe I set by example because he's probably one of our better players but again I don't I don't see him as a captain. Um, the, some of the call offs as well. I mean there's Tierney missed the two games. He's going to be playing the old firm no surprise. Um, whereas Andy Robertson's busting I got to try and be playing over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end couldn't get to go. That's whole thing about the plastic patches as well. Does my head in. Yeah players can't play in plastic patches. Um Ryan Fraser was excused, I think Parson was excused as well. See to be honest, see if you if that's the case, don't call him off at all. Mm. Just yeah, die. I'm, Just real really annoying, frustrating. And even as well, second I mean as you say, two 0 down, you can want a bit of reaction. Maybe not, if it's you had a half time right that's two nil, but especially after coming out after half time, you think at least have a bit of urgency say get into the game. Whereas there's no change of tactics. No change in personnel. You think after 2-0 down, maybe you think it's so like, let's change it. But it leaves it until 3-0 down to change it with 20 minutes to go. And it's yeah. a like-for-like sub. It's not even a, an attacking sub. Baffling. I, I, McLeish, I, a lot of time for McLeish, I maybe mean, maybe a player, obviously, at Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. Um, management-wise, yeah, he had a good spell at Rangers, but Waterfolk will say it was because he had a, a reasonable amount of money. Obviously, not as much as what advocate I had. But generally, McLeish, as a manager, since he left Rangers has been he's not, not himself from glory. Put it that
0: way. Well it was good first yeah. time with the Scotland job. Um, you know, won seven games out of ten in his tenure and we were, you know, very unlucky not to qualify for the last year as we obviously had that win in France that people will never forget. Um on the flip side we also lost to Georgia which um causes we were so unlucky in that game against Italy. Um, we were a James with I away from qualifying for that euro um, for qualifying that night and then a dodgy free kick later on. Um yeah. at Birmingham he was okay for it up to a spell, up until they won the League Cup. Um obviously that was a great night for them beating Arsenal at Wembley um in twenty eleven. But then after that they went in a run of two games so eleven games and they only won two and they, when they should have been comfortably staying up in the Premiership they, they went down he then took on the you know, the poisonous chalice of going directly to Aston Villa and he really had to hit the ground running, the problem was he was taking over an Aston Villa team that was in decline and went down a few years later but um, because he couldn't get them going he was out after one season um, and ever since then his managerial career just went completely down and it was you know, I take no because, you know, I posted my blog um after the game last night talking about McLeish, you know, he's an, he's a hero of mine as well. You know, I remember a picture after the um my first Aberdeen game up at Petodrey in nineteen ninety against Hibs and I was getting pictures with all the former Aberdeen with the Aberdeen players at the time and MacLeish was one of them. Um so I certainly don't want him to fail um as a Major, and especially a special Scotland Major. But unfortunately, Sentiment has to go out the window here. As a Scotland fan, I want the best manager for Scotland, and Alec MacLeish is not that um, at this moment in time. He's been two years without a job before they got the gig, and he only got it, let's be honest, because the SFA made an absolute no hunt of an um, approach for Michael O'Neill. Um, <laughs> so, attitude for us. Yes. No tame. hunt, aye. <laughs> aye. Um, um
1: Yeah. F- football's evolved, and Alec management still hasn't. I think that's yeah. what it
0: comes down to. Yeah, agree. It doesn't look um, well either. There's been
1: a lot of talk of that. I, I think when he first took the job as well, he didn't seem quite right. Which you he, he, he don't like to say, but there's been certainly a lot of people kind of saying that weather maybe. I,
0: I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree with you. Feel about some of the players. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Alan his 77 caps. You know, had you know a lot of determination, passion ability it. You know, He'd he go a big wall for Scotland. Yeah, but, I don't
1: see that now. I don't yeah, see that players certainly. don't I, I, I don't think players value international football in terms of Scotland it's it's all the whole club thing yeah. protecting the clubs yeah
0: fuck I the see. clubs
1: I say in, in this situation and I'll mm-hmm. drop the F-bomb mm-hmm. I, I just don't understand it. it it used to be the the moment was to, to get a cat for your country and there's maybe some players still that they see as a pinnacle but for a lot it's as if they don't care and it's oh, not yeah. as if we've got a lot of players that we've got we've got a few players that are playing top level winning trophies. I know there's a Celtic team and all that, but maybe they have to the emotions. And you've got Tierney, Fraser are playing at good level down south. Sorry, Robertson and Fraser. Um you mentioned Bain earlier. Bain almost looked like he was eight. I don't know. No that he wasn't trying, but he, he looked really not agile at all, as if he was just Watching the ball going in at times. And you think he's been performing that well for Celtic? How does it go so badly wrong at the mm-hmm. international level? Yeah, uh, there's but something. I think there's a collective thing. It's part tactics, part, I mean, it's. Our players not understanding the system. Is McLeish not getting his point across? Mm-hmm. Or, or Peter Grant or McFadden however it, it works. I don't, I, I I don't, don't see think... any signs of progress at uh, I, yeah. I liked Strachan, I um, thought Strachan was getting somewhere, and but I just think, again, Scotland take one step forward, two step back all the time, and it's been the same since um, back in the day with Craig Brown, <laughs> i mentioned that before, I don't know how many times in the podcast, Craig Brown was slighted here, You uh, he, uh-huh. he would slight a manager now if we are getting to tournaments, you'd be delighted yeah.
0: with that, no doubt about it. Without a doubt, I think the biggest criticism you can have of Craig Brown is that he kept selling some of the old guards a couple of years longer than he should have, but his the argument at the time um, was there wasn't as, as many Scottish players coming through because the, the SPFL, the Scottish Premier League had been formed and all of a sudden money was in, in the game for a short spell and it took the collapse um, of the Sky TV deal at that time, etc. for um, teams to focus again. And through Scottish players, um, but yeah,
1: in hindsight, he probably would have changed things.
0: But I, I think there wasn't much to come through. though trusted these players. Yeah, there wasn't no, much to was coming it. through. I mean, Barry, Barry Ferguson Fag- was probably, probably the main one that came through at the time. Um, there was hopes to be Mark Burchill, but his career quickly um, nosedived. Um, <sighs> you know, after you know being around to make loan at one point, but there's you know. There's just so many things wrong with the national team. I mean, taking your point about striking, um, yes, in 2017 there was there was signs of progress. I think he got lucky in the fact that so many Celtic players were playing so well in the invincible team. Um, he might and he he felt forced that he had to play them and it worked because then he realised that he had to pick players in form. But then when it came to the crunch, you know the game against Slovenia um, where we needed a win for the playoff, he reverted to take when a couple of them were injured and. You know, went with guys like Barry Bannon, uh Ketchanya who weren't getting games for the club and well certainly haven't in Barry Bannon's yeah. case hasn't performed a national jersey um and other little things and you know, the we messed missed out in the playoff but he he also had two full campaigns and he couldn't even get a playoff at of one of which they had to finish just third to get into the playoff and they bottled it. Twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen Scotland were horrendous for those two years um so i get the argument you know maybe it shouldn't have sacked him when he was having a wee bit of momentum going but at the same time you can't really if we'd have given him another two years it's rewarding failure because he had two cracks at it and he'd have been the first one to get a third um, bite at the cherry um after two failed campaigns and, and that and I think he was disrespectful to McLeish over the weekend by saying I would go back into the Scotland job. He should not be saying that about a job that someone else is in, let alone one that his pal's in. I mean, I get who's hurt after losing the Scotland job, yeah. etc, but no, there's a time and a place to say it. When the job becomes real, by all means talk about it, because I tell you something, Gordon Strachan wouldn't have liked it if any upcoming Scottish manager says I want that Scotland job whilst he was in the job.
1: Says nobody wanted the job. <laughs> yeah. hi, I know what you mean. Definitely. Yes. It's a. Uh, it's not right. I, and I think that is the big problem. And we've talked on that before. No one wanted the job. Yeah. Uh, by all accounts, there, there was the talk of Remember Prindale There was just the shout of that I that would, I would take a for him. Sometimes I'm against it, but then I think of the success yeah. other teams have had. I think maybe we just need to try something different. Rip up the, rip it all up and and have someone maybe. To, almost doesn't know so much about Scottish football and yeah. you have to pick Rangers players and Celtic players oh, well, I know there's no Rangers players in the squad but just be a bit braver mm-hmm. at times though I do think maybe we still have ideas of our station I mean, we have not qualify for a tournament for that long we are, we are one of the also runs. Yeah. when folks say oh we're playing this we're playing that we should get these points we should win these points Yeah, we probably mm-hmm. should have at least maybe four points I think to ca- I mean, it's, you're no far off um, the result against Kazakhstan being the most embarrassing result in Scotland history. It
0: can't be far off. I mean, I I get that Sc- um, I think that the problem was that the fans underestimated. I mean, for us as fans, we tend to underestimate these teams, you know, think, oh, they're 117th, well, we should walk all over them. I wonder if the players thought that as well. And then when they went to, they was like, oh, shit. Their actual bet and what we thought, but then we just stood back and admired them. I mean, at the end of the day, it's the players and managers have to make sure that, um, you know, they're not overestimate um, underestimating their position. Mm-hmm. Kazakhstan yep. did look as though they um, were above 117th of the world, but I had a look at some of their stats from the Nations League. They were in a group with Georgia, Andorra and Latvia and won one game at a six. This was not a Great side that we were playing. This is not a side that we should have. No disrespect to them. It's not a side we should have been spooked by. We certainly should have done our homework better. Um, we should have um, had a better approach to the game. We shouldn't have stood off when they had the ball. Um, and <laughs> it was just deplorable. And Kazakhstan proved. You know, Russia proved um, at the weekend. They went to the same place and pumped them four nil. That's our main rivals for you know second place. Russia are clear favourites to second place in that group, and that that just shows you how far behind we really are. Um, if we if we get any aspirations, if I should say we had to win that game, and yeah. just totally blown it after one game, which prompted and um, I know it feels bad um, putting out a poll a day after the game, um, but random on Facebook and Twitter. Um, and Facebook, 79% said, yeah, um, Al McClure should go regardless of the game against San Marino, which will come on to. Um, and on <laughs> Twitter, it was a wee bit more overwhelming. It was 97% <laughs> said he should go and three said no <laughs> out of 29 in on Twitter.
1: Yes, that's, aye, that is quite overwhelming. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. But the thing is, again, I don't think Price probably will not pay him off. I think, yeah. in terms of, so I think that's probably out the window. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, but... I, I can't see. I can't see. It, I genuinely can't see it getting any better. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, is sad. We've got now <laughs> we've still got to play Belgium, and Russia. Uh, uh, you could quite easily see those four games when they play them. I know mean, we've got Cyprus as well, getting yeah. no points or oh, twelve.
0: Yeah, and see, um, and see, going back to plastic patch. Just go join um, Going back to plastic pitch thing. Um, I bet yeah. If, if when Kazakh when Belgium go to Kazakhstan, if, um, if Belgium haven't automatically qualified, I bet you see Eden Hazard on that pitch.
1: I would, I, would, I dare say, I. You mm. know. yeah. I seen as I don't know whether it was was it Aldo maybe mentioned or someone that somewhere. Uh, plastic pitch, why not horses for a player, come on, it players. But mm-hmm. if that's the case, that players don't want to play. Finlay and O'Donnell, they play on the more time. Mm-hmm. Get them playing.
0: Um, Some just, of us, Scottish Premier League players, um, used Cal McGregor's used to, in exactly. um, exactly. used to play on it. John McGinn's used to playing it for his time yep. at Hibs and St. Munn. Um yep. Now, nah, as far as I'm concerned, it's a I mate mean, Dan Fletcher um, hit the nail on the head. Um, you know when he was talking post match and uh, Thursday saying. It's one, it's one game. It's not as if most of the Premiership players in England and Championship players playing it week in, week out. It's one game for your country. Um, and it was the most important game. And it really annoyed me that seeing Ryan Fra- Fraser tweeting pictures from Dubai from his training camp at Bournemouth. Yeah. No, just before Scotland got absolutely um, pummeled um, in the exactly. game that he we needed him more for. Because let's be honest, for San Marino, we could have played um, a mixture of, Guys from early going into that could have went um, San Marino one mm. and probably might have done it more convincingly you, than you what the national
1: that, team. You, you say <laughs> that, but then somebody Marino had a, a few or eight chances, and I don't think it, it wasn't as if we were peppering or short or goal with shots, no, or dominating. Like at least there was maybe changes in terms yeah. of maybe we'll at least recognise it, start start again, go with something different, but even again. I mean, I know Parsons have been playing up front for Cardiff and all that type of thing, but one striker up front against somebody, you know? Yeah, that's
0: poor. Um, yeah. yeah, and I felt I felt a wee bit for, for... I mean, let's be honest, they could have made 11 changes, not one of the 11 could have complained, to be honest, but I felt a wee bit sorry for Forrest and Burke. Um, Forrest didn't have a good game, but you know, he's still one of our more effective players and Burke was probably one of our better players um, in sports, and the two of them just get bombed out of the team because um, although Joey Russell scored, did not think he was particularly great. Um, Kenny McLean came in, did a, a decent job, you know, took his goal well. And you think th- three, four minutes in were one up, you know, we could just relax and enjoy the game. But if anything, we actually got worse. It was, again, it was slow, it was pedestrian, it was, passes were just, um, you know, going wayward or it was just side to side the crossing was terrible throughout the game and then Samuel had that chance where um, the boy rounded Bane, I think Bain forced him just enough wide and uh, they had the side netting and you just thought what is going on and if it was a better side that we were playing against um, and well yeah. Every every single world football is better than San Marino. You know, they are the world's worst ranking team for a reason. Um they've conceded an average four point six eight goals a game in the last twenty eight international matches. You know and I know some of the apologists are saying, put it into perspective, every other time Scotland's went and won um, to San Marino they've they've won by the same scoreline, 2 0. If you look at some of these ones, um the winning the the Euro ninety two qualifications would just come off the back of a draw with Bulgaria. Um, the one uh, for Euro 96 we just come off the back of a good 0-0 in Russia, so maybe there's a wee bit of tiredness, and then 2000 uh, the World Cup 2002 qualification, we won 2-0 we had a game in Croatia a few days later um, so at least you know we were either prepared for a bigger game or coming off the back of a not bad result, this one we came off the back of a poor result in Kazakhstan and it needed a good reaction uh, you know, just just something to give something back to the fans. I know it's one of these games where it doesn't matter if you win 2-0, 5-0, 10-0, they might not get the plaudits, but at least if they put in some form of performance and something a wee bit more convincing, the fans could at least say, well, at least they um, tried something to make up for it. That was awful on Sunday. Um, let's put no bones about it. It was an awful performance and we were lucky that we were playing um, you know, the international equivalent of um, Fort William. Fort William,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, the only the only thing you could maybe say about this squad is at international level they're relatively inexperienced. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they will learn, but they need to learn quickly.
0: Yeah, they do. And that's one thing that I will give McLeish credit for is you know he has tried, he has tried something different with bringing through some of the younger players. Mm-hmm. You know the likes of, you know, McKenna and Bates and. Um, who's some of the other ones. Um, well, he's given again more both, game we, time. And, of them, yeah, he's given again more game time. Campbell McGregor more game time. Um, you know, instead of guys who were in the squad for too long and not performing well. Um,
1: that squad that uh, over the two games, there's only really two players in the squad with more than 25 caps. Mm-hmm. Andy Robertson and James Forrest. The rest of them, I think, the its best is like about 14 or 15 caps. Well, you're the... in, as a young squad that way, but then you look at Ryan Fraser and you think, like, how on earth did he only get seven caps? Yeah,
0: well, injuries have well, obviously played an impact with him. But um, I mean, on Thursday the back four and goalkeeper only had nineteen or seventeen caps between them, and Scott McKenna went in that game the highest with eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, that's the, that's the positions that you need the most experience in, and this is where I'm really paid off with Alan McGregor, they need someone like him in behind them um, you know, in, but instead he chose to take the half over his um, you know, I'm still not buying this, um, I need to save my form from my club etc, my fitness from my club because um, it wasn't an issue back in November when he was playing more games in the Europa League and uh, you're being the European Nations League qualifiers.
1: Especially as a goalkeeper mm-hmm. I mean uh, I mean, no mean, are disrespectful to goalkeepers, but it's not like they need to do a lot of running about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I know maybe I would probably, they maybe could potentially take more knocks in terms of being a keeper, but they're not protected as well. Yeah. Keepers probably nowadays could play to the level 50. How much on are Yeah, Well, So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. But the, the, the thing as well is there's no many other options. The squad that was picked, I think, was probably the best players available. Yeah, it's not as if there's anyone you think, or oh, mm-hmm. they really should be in that squad. The one I've seen mentioned was uh, Liam Cooper at Leeds,
0: mm-hmm.
1: potentially. I like, could be in the squad, but then McKenna, I think, is in there for the for the long haul. Certainly, yeah. Uh, Regularly, still so, in mean, big games this season, he's been terrific.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, my mate is a Leeds fan, Global level, so you understand that. Yeah, my mate Danny, who's a Leeds fan, you know, he certainly keeps asking a question why is Cooper not in the squad and you know, I, I get the point. I would rather see Liam Cooper tried in the squad than, you know, Charlie Mulgrew being called up all the time. The only thing I will say is Mulgrew has that experience that not many other players in the squad have. Um but you know, Cooper certainly didn't look great in the before that pressing game, it was like a couple of weeks ago, we watched the first we watched most of the Leeds game um, and get Sheffield United and Cooper didn't have a particularly good game. Um but then that's just one game. He has captain side that's in the top three of the, the championship. But at the end of the day we don't have enough apart from Andy Robertson, um we don't have any players who's playing at elite level. We think about that ninety eight World Cup squad and I'm quoting Craig Brown from the weekend. He had Gary McAllister, Colin Hendry and Kevin Gallagher who won titles in England, he had John Collins who won a title in France and Paul mm-hmm. Lambert who have won a Champions League. We yeah. don't have anyone who's, you know, at elite level, um, Winning, you know, playing in the highest, the highest games in world football, um, and Andy Robertson's the closest we've got to that. But we, he's playing a position that's not a key, not the most key area. Um, the main key areas you need is you know you need centre backs with experience, um, centre midfielders with experience, and a decent striker as well. Would certainly go and wouldn't go missing. It says everything about the um, the quality strikers that we got that we thought on the podcast that. Oliver Burke should be um, the one starting up front, and uh, that, and then they went with Callum Patterson over the um, the strikers we actually had in the squad. Um, I mean Burnley, but he he was obviously tried and Thursday But I'm sorry, he scored goals in the championship, but he's not an international striker for me at all. It just looks, he looks like a fish out of water.
1: Yeah, so basically, Gloucester's, if you were tuning in to be cheered up. About Scotland, uh, you've come to the wrong place. Yeah.
0: Well, should we move on to something a wee bit more upbeat? Well, settle if you're a. Lady? Oh, hi. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but, no, uh, there, there was a cup final at the weekend.
1: There was that as really nice. well. Are we going with that before the, the Thistle Derby?
0: Oh, yeah, of course. I forgot Jackie Derby. Again. Jackie Derby. <laughs> 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 I like that. Jackie um, you know, Derby. Are you trying to get in different alternatives for the the name? Aye. I don't know if they've got a name for it. Like yeah. But they
1: them both in thistle, but aye.
0: Aye. Yeah, a derby of like um a couple hundred miles. <laughs> yeah, oh aye.
1: Yeah. Just a name
0: Absolutely. But yeah, terrific win for Inverness. I saw I didn't see um all the goals but I saw the one that won it. Um Tom so Walsh took it very well and lifts Kelly Thistle on the playoffs um, and leaves the, the Partick um, down still struggling despite their up-turning forms still got a big battle ahead if they want to stay up and these next six games are going to be interesting
1: Aye Aye they have indeed got a battle um, and Dundee the right, they've closed the gap at the top on Ross County 5 yeah. points but still County have got that game in hand yeah,
0: but they've got to win yeah. the game in hand, um, but United, uh, oh, it's Dundee United won that game um, last week between the two, so that's got the gap down from 11 with a game in hand to five, so it's a little bit better, but yeah, Ross County's still overwhelming favourites. And
1: they'll but... have two games in hand, actually, because Dunfermline and Dundee United play tomorrow night, and then Van Arlo. there's two games, oh. so... And then family are obviously pushing for that last playoff spot. So that's no easy game for the United tomorrow.
0: No, not at all. Um, yeah, that'll be a that good was, battle.
1: Yeah. Don't you like first win against our this season on Saturday?
0: Yeah, it might have been. Um, Alor certainly could have done with the points. That would have brought them level. We fact we'd have took them above Thistle um, with a game in hand. But, you know, they're, st- they're still behind. But... Um, I'll just be pleased they're still in by the chance because they were expected to be the equivalent of breaking side, but they're far from it because, well, first of mm-hmm. all, they've won games, but no, they're still exactly. in it. Um, but yeah, there's only four points separating seventh and bottom um, and then you're only our four points up to your mates Team Morton, so yes. they could still be it. They're still in it at the moment. Um, although you think if Morton win two of their next eight games, they should be fine.
1: Aye, um, yep. No, he's convinced that they will get relegated, but I think he just, yeah. he's, a, he's a pessimist. I, I keep on saying, he'll <laughs> be fine. I think there's probably too much that we need to happen for them to, to go down, but you never know. Um, yeah. But I, well, I've been only eight games left. For some teams, there's only seven games left. Mm-hmm.
0: Aye. Aye, there's not long left, um, but it should be. The Championship's certainly real interesting, because you've got... You still kinda of get the battle at the top. you get the battle for the last playoffs um last playoff spot and then you've got that, you know, four way fight for them um, staying so five way battle to avoid the bottom two positions. Um but it looks as though um will will be replacing one of the teams, although they drew it the weekend with Strindar. Um it's a good point for Strindar. Um
1: Maybe they're yeah. coasting either yeah, just yeah. like coasting yeah. over the line
0: mm-hmm. yeah there's still 13 points clear of Wraith Rovers although Wraith Rovers won at the weekend um, they went back into setting because 4th are going beat off Erdrich. Um, I think that win for Airdrie probably uh, I was going to say keeps them safe but they're there's 6 ahead of Brecon who've got a game in hand so maybe not so much but I aye know. the big
1: result of the game is Brecon beating East Wife
0: yeah, that's a big result for them, because um, that puts them three ahead of Stensweer, and they've got two in hand, and yeah. a better goal difference of 15, So, and they're only two behind Schraderba game in hand, so yeah, the great escape could be on for them. Well, when I say great escape, it's not as if they were rooted right to the bottom, but mm-hmm. um, they've certainly found a wee bit of momentum, um, breaking under Barry Smith.
1: Aye. I mean, in terms of the, the bottom end of the table, if you're looking at a kind of big fixtures this Saturday, Dumbarton against Stenhouse Muir. If Dumbarton win that, you would say they're maybe close to being safe, not quite out of the woods, but as if Stenhouse Muir won, then it puts it, makes it even more interesting at the bottom. Yeah. It's bomb yeah. bum time, is a, would say.
0: Yeah. Uh, it certainly is. And then, into League 2, you um, the, big two, the, the two teams at the top, Edinburgh and Peterhead, drew 0 0. Um, and Clyde took advantage with um, a win over Anand, which is a terrific result for them because um, Anand have been going quite well recently. So, still a bit of work for Clyde to do to get um, back to top spot because it's six points to Peterhead who have got a far better goal difference. I think there's 13 of a goal difference. Um,
1: so. Aye. I think I read as well the Peterhead Edinburgh City game had more than 1,000 fans at it. So good crowd there. Yeah, 1,057.
0: That that's very good for that level of football, absolutely. Um...
1: So Clyde aren't quite out of the title race? No. I think at one point they we were maybe being discounted a wee bit, but it's only mm-hmm. six points between the three of them.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And another team that's that can't be discounted for anything just now is Albion Rovers. Now, that is a great escape that could be on, um, going away to Elgin and winning 2 0. And all of a sudden, they're only two points behind Berwick with that game in hand. Aye. And
1: they've got Aye and they've got Kildon tomorrow night. That's the they've game got two home game. games last week. So they've got Beef and Clyde. Mm-hmm. Um, so I maybe just at the right time, they're coming into a bit of form. Obviously, they will helped by the, the bonus points. Mm hmm.
0: Oh, yeah, but sometimes that sort of thing can just give you the little kick on, you know. You imagine that game a couple of weeks ago when they finally won for the first time since September. They got the news, oh, guys, we've got three points. They probably went in that game in a massive high and then obviously went and won it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they're, they've picked up at the right time. And even if they don't get out the bottom spot, they're getting momentum for this, uh, this playoff as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then if you look at the Highland League, the big game in the weekend was Brother Rangers against Cove Rangers, the, the Rangers derby. Um, we could call that a things as well. I think Brother Rangers went ahead of them, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but finished 1-0, so nothing changed there in terms of at the top of the table. Yeah. But Cove have still got that game in hand. I, I think Cove will, will go on and win it. Um, I think most people would say that as well.
0: Yeah, I, take I think it's the cover range. I East, and
1: East Yeah, from uh, the I don't think that will change.
0: Yeah, you would think so because I think East Cobride are quite a bit in front, and I've not got a table in front of me. But from what I heard from you and Chris a couple of weeks ago, they were quite well in front. So, but yeah, they've got to say that they're desperate for league football. Um, as a Cove of course.
1: So... Oh, I mean East Colbride are eleven points clear. <laughs> Um, with Six games to go Yeah So Aye You would say That the likelihood is That they'll be alright Um, Kind of strange not Maybe not a strange situation But In terms of Obviously I kind of Following the juniors as well Kind of guy That plays for a beef Juniors Pretty good player Like are um, one of the Kind of better junior clubs In the West mm-hmm. And one of their strikers Went to BSC Glasgow Now BSC Glasgow think, play in front of About less than 100 folk And play out a I think it's a they play play out of somewhere I think. So um, a bit of a kind of weird move. Um, I don't know whether it's maybe better financially for them or not, or what, what the situation is, but that kind of raised some eyebrows in the, the juniors because yeah. that Lowland League, in terms of standard, is not very much different from the juniors. And actually, arguably, some of the junior teams are probably better than, I would say, a, a fair amount of that. Uh, that league, so still no further forward in what's happening next year. Um, the only thing I think is known, um, well, is in the east. supposedly there's going to be a super league created with five teams from the east. This only five teams from the east region, but then that could all be up in the air, depending if whether um, all the regions are for, following into this pyramid system that season. I've heard talk now of. It might be that it's a it's a gradual thing and it goes region by region over the next few years, but there's nothing definitive. It's, it's almost like cloak and, cloak and dagger stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, obviously the fans will be the last to know. I it think it's a lot of different things. Don't worry, most of these clubs, they don't start preparing for signing players until the end of the summer because a lot of them are on short-term contracts in terms of maybe a year and stuff like that. But still... I think they still like to have a bit, but I kind of forward plan I have an idea of who maybe they might want to bring in the following season. So mm-hmm. hopefully it's clear up soon because I mean that's us now. I mean next week with April. Yeah, the season we are getting out to the end of the season, and well,
0: I, mm-hmm.
1: just need to see what happens.
0: Yeah, Aye. and just the five games in hand for Rock and Light, though, um, but. Twelve in hand over Irvin Meadow on second. <laughs> just looking aye. at the table just now. Um, aye. good luck finishing that season.
1: I well the unfortunate thing, as I say, I think I mentioned last Monday was the the cup game in the West of Scotland Cup it get postponed. Um, so it was playing Saturday, Tarwick and I age I one I think there was maybe one eye in the the Junior Cup semis this weekend um, with that. Yeah. It wasn't the best performance, but there was a lot of, a lot of changes. But yeah, a lot, of, a lot of games still to be played. I mean, they could end up winning every trophy. Um,
0: so, that'd be good. So, yeah, should we talk about. Well, um, it'll,
1: it'll soon be. Yes, talk about your, your Challenge Cup final.
0: My Challenge Cup final. I'm at the old ground. All of a sudden, you've been desperate to. You've been
1: desperate <laughs> well, to talk about this. it's well, so maybe the only <laughs> positive thing to talk about this week.
0: Yeah, well, to be fair, we should give um all the lower league um the attention. So um, well, yeah, the best not... for the
1: Welsh fans, obviously. I mean, they'll maybe be listening this week.
0: <laughs> I doubt any Welsh fan will be listening to the Scottish football Forum's podcast. Um, yeah, I mean I'm just looking at what the attendance was. I actually watched a wee bit of the highlight um I saw the goals before I came on here, so I'll be a wee bit professional with this. But yeah, it looked as though a Scottish competition was going to be heading down to Wales. Um That's why I'm saying there might
1: <laughs> be some Welsh listeners. Yeah. I think
0: there'll be Thanks. more I think be, they'll be they are be more interested to win. Um, or
1: more interested in the rugby. From uh, yeah, probably. last weekend. Yeah. Aye. i bought myself price parting from that.
0: Hi, <laughs> probably, yeah. Um, but yeah, they, look, they were looking good. They they were one up, um, up until the seventy fifth minute, and then Josh Mullen turned the game at his head with two goals, um, two well taken goals, and then Jamie Lindsay finished it off. Um, I think County were just pounding them by that point, and Nomads were just defending, trying to first of all hang out the lead not hang out for. I don't know if it went straight to ex- if it went to penalties or um, was going extra time, but. Um, then soon as County got a second goal there was just only ever gonna be one winner um and that's then won the tournament for the third time and wasn't a bad th- i no i slated you get to the- keep it <laughs> i think so um i th- we, we i slated the choice of venue but i'm gonna give this um the SPFL credit yes i said that out loud um they probably thought about. If we had it in a neutral venue down in Glasgow, you're not going to get a lot of... Um, or Far Park, for example. You're not going to get a lot of um, Kona's fans anyway, regardless of where it was getting played, and you're probably alienating a lot of Ross County fans by having it down the central belt. Yeah. So maybe it made sense from that point of view, although it was a bit harsh on um, the Nomads, but I'm sure they enjoyed their big trip up to the Highlands. and. Um...
1: Well, they're named the Nomads, so they might... Mm-hmm. They like travelling, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, but it's to the juniors. Though, when the, the junior cup final is, is on, generally it's, uh, if it's a West versus East team, it tends to be, it's maybe more popular in the West, the juniors, so mm-hmm. the game's generally played in the West. There was the, the odd time though there that was played at Livingston, but that was due to, I think, Rugby Park not being available. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I've, I've, I mean, I've seen junior cup finals in the past, which they've been played at, like, Park, and I think one might have been played at, uh, um, you know I couldn't remember the name of it, McDermott Park um,
1: You used to play? been played, played at Hamden
0: Yeah that would have been I got Crows but
1: then
0: yeah. uh, yeah. Aye if, although, if you could have got the numbers now for the games then absolutely play at Hampton. but you know football's obviously moved on far too much and um,
1: Scotland can't it. even fill Hamden so
0: but Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right, let's not bring it back to depression mode. No, uh, let's not. <laughs> um, we'll wait till the end of the season when Scotland are playing Cyprus before that, but um, I see St. John's and St. Um, the that game in hand is getting played on Wednesday. So, big chance for St. Right. to come off the bottom.
1: Yes. Aye, exactly, the... to make my uh, production correct.
0: Mm-hmm. Ahead of the big game at the weekend with Dundee, the basement battle.
1: The basement battle, yes.
0: Yeah. So I think Anyth- it's a- What's that? No, and you go you go first.
1: Anything else that's caught your eye this week in Scottish football?
0: Um not really. What about yourself? No,
1: no. No. Um I, I, yeah. I mean earlier on I wasn't even up for doing the podcast but uh, nobody no one else wanted to do it either, so I took the <laughs> you and me always kinda of take the, the Yeah short straw.
0: Yeah no, well I think Chris is just back from um, his travels, which I'm sure he'll tell us all about next week. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think we're hitting for forty five minutes in this podcast. We'll double that just for Chris's tales next week. Yes, and (laughs) Um, that's a up probably. Yeah, and Aldo. um, Hopefully he'll come back on at some point. Yes, and we even
1: get a a appearance from Craig before the end of the season.
0: Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah,
1: and Andy. He's up first coming back on some point. He was he was in. I mean, I mean, if you're feeling but if you're feeling bad, he was actually in Kazakhstan.
0: Oh, poor boy. Aye. at least ago you
1: got to see some of the city and that stuff, yeah. and also got to be there when it changed its name, not the country, the the city.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, were they now? What they called? The Kazakhstan or whatever? Um... S- uh, Scotland. Did you le- did you learn more? Course. Did they learn if there was any more famous people than a fictional character called Borat? Well,
1: they named the, they, they've named they named the city after the, was it not the president that's resigned or something like
0: that? I wouldn't know. So he'll be famous there, but
1: um,
0: I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. So if anyone knows anything about Kazakhstan history other than um, Borat from um, the Allergy Show, just tweet SFF podcast. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so any tweets you want about anything, everything, pies, wrestlers, mm-hmm. TV, uh, 80s TV, 90s TV, anything but football, to be fair, because I'm <laughs> sick of football this week.
0: Yeah.
1: I've I've switched it. DSG on know football, that's what I'm watching now. I'm <laughs> oh, more enjoyable.
0: Yeah. So just cover quickly the games coming ahead at the weekend, the Premiership, because um, the Premiership's back on. you get. um, you've got, um Alothian, um, Darbootin, Livingston, Hibbs on Friday night. I presume bt get got that. Um, big game at the top end of the table. Hearts and Aberdeen. Um, two teams battling out for that third, third place. Um, or possibly even pushing up for second in our case. Um, but Hearts are still pretty much in a race for third as well in a European spot. kamala could get um, for the same reason at home at Hamilton. They'll be looking to pick up three points there. And Mullow St Johnson, um, there's some game on in Sunday, um, but I. can't Aye, wait we to, don't need to talk about yeah, it because everyone
1: else will be talking but, about it. So yeah, exactly.
0: Well, um, Celtic can put one hand if one hand wasn't isn't on the trophy, then it will be properly on it um, if they beat Rangers and go thirteen points clear.
1: Yep. Yeah, we ended up going over forty-five minutes, but that's the, probably the shortest one we've had for a while. So we've done yeah. well.
0: It's the shortest one this season. It's under fifty minutes. So yeah, exactly. Well, happy with that.
1: Speak to you next week. Yeah,
0: speak after. Cheers, cheers everyone. Cheers, everyone for your feedback again. Thank you. <laughs>